Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 55 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. My guest today is Shani Kaufman. Shani, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I think you're amazing. I really look up to you. So this is awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm blushing already. We didn't even start. Uh, well, I'm excited <laughs> to have you here. Guys, let me tell you a little bit about Shani, okay? She has 14 years of experience in executing quality brand designs for clients across all industries. And when she realized she held a passion for branded interior design, she went full force into that. In 2012, she founded ICO Design Group, a firm focused on the fusion of branding and interior design. From there, she created captivating commercial interiors, and she basically cornered the market for clients in the fields of retail, hospitality, healthcare, and corporate office design. Her clients range from corporate brands like Verizon, Samsung, and Fabiwood to boutique brands such as The Nuttery and Bab Couture. Okay, so in 2017, the firm responsible for Donny Day, one of the largest multifamily real estate deals in New York, sought out Shani to redesign 46 buildings in East Harlem, New York. That is insane. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, and she has won <laughs> awards such as the 2018 Best in Show KBIS Award and been published nationally and internationally in industry magazines such as Retail Design, Contract Magazine, and Trends of Portugal. And I am so excited, Shani, to pick your brain on what makes a quality retail space, what business owners need to know as they venture into any kind of brick and mortar venture. Um, but first, give me a little bit of this backstory, right? Because you were not trained in interior design. You didn't start here. How did you get here? So um, I definitely tried every possible thing in the creative world. Like I, I was a face painter. I was designing like clothing for Walmart. I did everything. And, well, and listen, that's cool. Hold on. <laughs> face painter is like, that's easy. Clothing designer for Walmart. That's cool. <laughs> I met some, I met some woman who I had pitched some ideas to just cause I had some really cool ideas for, for, very interesting things for, you know, shapewear. And basically we ended up designing something for Walmart. It was really cool, but somehow none of it like hit, none of it stuck. And then um, I was hired to do a branding project for a local cafe. And I like, didn't like the design I was working with because I have to make sure things are consistent. They gave me the job to design the whole thing. And it was a tremendous success. And then it was just like wildfire. From there on, I was getting projects. And then I developed into this specific niche, which is so, so needed in, in the hospitality market, the restaurant market. It's a fusion of brand and space. Retail, it's, it's very powerful. That is so true. And that makes so much sense. But I'm confused. Like if you had no training as an interior designer, why did a cafe come to you to do interiors? Like what were you doing at the time that they were like, hey, you, design our store? You know, it was very interesting because when I first walked into that store and they showed me their plans, I ran home and I put together a mood board and I came to them. And I was like, what you got isn't good. It's just not good. And I showed them a mood board and I was like, this is the look you got to go after and then reshape your interiors and then I can build a brand off of it. And they were like, um, yeah, okay, this is really nice. Why don't you just do it? And I told them, I'm like, I, I don't have any experience in this. I am not an interior designer and I don't know if I can help you. And they're like, we trust you. You don't know how much we trust you. Just do it. So 
I ran with it and I just trusted, I, like it was just a crazy leap of faith. I was like, all right, whatever. Okay, let's do this. I love that. So were you working as a designer? Like what, what did they come to you for? You were going to do their branding. You were doing um, like visual branding, marketing strategy. Like, wanted, what were you doing? wanted their name, their logo, their marketing, their packaging, everything, their social media. It was like, literally they were coming to me to run their entire image. And okay. that's what I did for others, but then it became- So, that's, so you had a different business. Okay, so we're, we're skipping around. We were face painter, we did clothing for Walmart. And before ICO Interior Design Group, you had a different business doing what? Before, I, I was just branding over okay. 14 years of my, you know, when I just recently just got married, I went right into like logos, graphic design, branding. That was something that was staple throughout all those years, even though I was, I was so like not, I wasn't satisfied. I was bored by it and I wanted more. So when I got this opportunity, it was like that fusion. And then it occurred to me, I was like, how do people design a restaurant or design a retail space? The brand elements are so significant in every part of it. How do they do this with two different minds? It's gotta be so consistent. It's gotta be done by either two professionals who think alike or by one professional who knows how to execute on both sides. Totally. And it was a tremendous success. That makes so much sense. So do you have training? Did you end up going for a continuing education? Like what's your educational background, how you came into branding or how you, like once you fell into interior design, did you go to school for it or did you just kind so of- There's a course called PCTC that, um, is a like a two month course that I took while I was engaged uh, many 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 years ago, um, <laughs> and uh, I'm like I'm not even gonna try to count. And basically, that's it. I had a little bit of training, and then I ran with it. And I so that I, course taught you branding many years. Taught ago. me how to use Adobe Illustrator. That's it. Oh wow! And then I took it from there. So you really took a natural flair and a natural understanding. I'm um, kind of like that person that just like. Okay, I see what it needs to look like. I see it, and I just go for it. And and uh, I'll go on YouTube, watch a couple tutorials, and then I get it. Um, I I fully believe that almost anybody can achieve incredible results by breaking down any project into tiny details and and not giving up. Being super. I hear that. Like they say, right? A a a quitter never wins, and a winner never quits. That's right. Well, I haven't, I haven't ever quit and never plan on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell. All right. Yeah. So we had a little course and uh, just a lot of natural talent and what we might call grit and determination. Um, and you just went out there, you put it together and you obviously have a natural flair for this um, and able to it, put it together. Yeah. It's so, all about, it's a, it's, it's a flair for design, but then it's also a very clear understanding of an end user. Mm -hmm. You put yourself into that position where if I was walking into a cafe or I was walking into a clothing store, what would wow me? What would excite me? What would make me want to come back? What would make me a dedicated and loyal consumer? For and sure. I, I literally psychologically put, my, put myself into that headspace. For sure. And, and that's and how I teach branding also. Like it starts from the core brand and then it connects to the target audience. And without that connection you don't really have a brand. Like the brand is as it relates to the audience. Exactly, exactly. And it's so much more than just a logo slapped on a wall. Oh yes, oh, we could have like hours long of rants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, people who think that logos are brands. This is like it's, the first thing I teach in my course. Like yeah. a brand is not a logo. A logo is a visual representation of a brand. So it's a psychological representation as well. Like even the staff that works in a, in a retail space, I talk to them and I tell them what their tone should be, the totally. things they should or shouldn't say. 
for sure. Okay, I love this. So once you fell in, you designed this cafe because they were just like, listen, we trust you. You're cool. Do something. Did you go for any um, training into your design or has this all been just kind of YouTube tutorials and, and flair and a really good understanding of branding and people and psychology? I'll be honest. I am severely ADD and I can't sit in a classroom for the life of me. Um, I, I want to do it myself and I want to figure it out. I want to I learn it myself. I did try to go to NYIT a couple years back. It was like a, a couple months to learn Revit and um, I did it for a little while, but then I, I just, I need to be creating and I need to be in, you know, envisioning. I need to be on job sites. I need to be particular about things and running around, make sure everybody's doing things right. It's, it's not, it, it, I learn while I'm working. I'm, I'm inspired by what I do. So I just, and I, and I work endlessly. I work endlessly and I, I'll do an entire thing and it could take me five, six hours and then I don't love it. I start from scratch. I totally hear that. You know, we had someone on the show, his name is Arthur, and he talks about different kinds of brain processing. Um, and it was fascinating. So he would probably call this similar to me, what he'd call a chaotic processor, which is basically learning through doing, right? You dive in, you do things, you make mistakes, but through those mistakes and through those creations, you figure out what you actually want to do. Either you get there in that first try or you get there on the second or the third try, but that's right. type of brain processing. It is. And, and, but there's no question that if there are mistakes, you learn from them because you're dealing with construction. You can't make mistakes. Understood. <laughs> and guys, for all you listening, NYIT, New York Institute of Technology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Figured. Awesome. I love that. And again, so many people think like, okay, I want to do something first. I'm going to go to school for three years and then five years and then four years. And it doesn't have to be that way. I'm not saying that you can't go that pathway, but you want to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to have any kind of specific training, right? And, and you're kind of proof of that. <laughs> I'm, I'll tell you, I, sometimes I wish that I did, but then other times like I'll hire people and they look and they watch while I'm doing things and like, like what? Where'd you learn that? <laughs> How'd you figure that out? And I'm like, just look, you, be common sense, come on, make sense. You know, let's, right. let's do this. So a lot of what you sit and learn in a classroom setting, it just doesn't carry over when you're in the hustle and bustle of the demands of the actual workplace. For sure. I dropped out of my MBA program because I wanted to actually make money. <laughs> I, was, I did do my, my, my BBA in marketing, which definitely gave me a good foundation. Um, yeah. But totally like what you do in the real world. Listen, it depends what you want to do. Yeah. You want to be a surgeon? You're going to need some school. No one's going to yeah. come up without that. But majority of businesses, you want to run a business, you've got a flair, you've got a talent, you've got a designer, and you are that kind of chaotic thinker. As I got, Check out, um, I think it was episode 33 with Arthur, if you want to understand the thinking style. Okay. But Look, I'm yeah. getting a diagnosis on this podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a pathology. He says they're like, I, I'm fascinated by it always because he blew my mind when he came on the show. Mm -hmm. And he just says there's like four different times of thinkers. Right? When he talks about it when you're building a, a team, you want to get all different types of thinking styles. So people like you and me, we need, I think what he calls purple brains. I don't remember. He color codes them. I don't really get the colors. Um, but basically linear thinkers, right? Because we jump okay. around. We're like this and this and this and here and backwards and forwards. And we need people to work with us that are like, okay, first this, then this, and we'll do this. And they put it like all in order and follow Compartmentalize. up. Compartmentalize. Exactly. Make it all in tonight. Elite little, um, you know, step one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kind of thing. Right, right. <laughs> That's, totally. I mean, I need those around me and I do, I have, I have a great team. Totally. Okay. I can't wait to hear more about that. So we're doing this thing. So you did the cafe. 
You just mm-hmm. jumped into it and it came out awesome. And then yeah. people just started coming to you and just grew organically. And so what does the business look like now? I mean, just from those credentials, sounds like you've done everything from tiny projects to an absolutely massive design projects. Yeah. I, and honestly, is what, what I'm really happy about is that over the years, I saw all the, the issues in construction, the, the way, the format of how things go and drawings, you know, documentation sets that construction con- contractors work off of. And I've been able to analyze how I delivered years back. It's very interesting because this week, a client from five years ago who I had designed a store for, but then at, that, at the time of construction, he decided to hold off. He comes back to me last week and I had to pull out my documentation from five years ago and I compared it to today's. And I, today I have every little thing tagged you, every hinge has a tag. Every, every little detail of the documentation is like clear, easy to learn, easy to read through. And the, you know, the previous is just, it's night and day. So to me, coming up with creative, insane, cool ideas, that's, that's my natural thing. That's easy. But because I'm ADD and because I'm a creative, having the ability to articulate my crazy plans in beautiful, organized matter where the industry can understand and build it's a huge growth for me. And I've been able to do that. And I'm really, really proud. I'm really proud of my team because they all know what their you know, specific roles are and they do it. They do them amazingly. Um, we're getting all kinds of projects. We, you know, I, we won that fabulous booth last year, which was a huge success. It brought them into the limelight and we have just a, a big accounts, multifamily accounts in North Carolina. We've got big things going on, you know, all over, all over the country. And, um, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of retail, healthcare. I'm still doing, you know, the same thing, bringing that same unique brand and interiors niche to these businesses who really need that. They need to be able to convey their message. Powerful. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?